Jimmy John's America's number one sandwich delivery fast at speaking. I'm on my way. I'm in the backyard here, Ed. Wow, you are fast. Yes, sir. Freaky fast and freaky good. But I got to say, I've never delivered to a dude in a doghouse. Well, I'm definitely in the doghouse. I thought in the doghouse was just an expression, a figure of speech. Well, the doghouse is a very real place. How long are you condemned to your canine quarters? Too soon to tell, but on the bright side. The doghouse has a bright side. Yeah, the wife can't throw a lap this far. I guess she's been working out. Order Jimmy John's sandwich delivery today. Jimmy John's. Freaky fast. Freaky fresh. Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your host, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoking Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. I don't think that your man Ted Nugent is clever enough to write that song. It was given unto him by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, was it? It was given yes. unto him. He beeth the bread and the body, or whatever they say. <laughs> and the raccoon tail. The raccoon tail of the Lord. <laughs> At one time, dude, I could easily, easily say a fucking mass from memory. Really? No, no doubt. My mind. If I could just get like the first ten words of a mass, I feel like I could still do the whole thing. Was a mass like one thing, or was it like a set of different things that depended on like the occasion, or or, or what? Well, yeah, I probably couldn't do a Christmas mass, so to speak, but I could easily do like a, a half an hour quickie mass. <laughs> quickie mass. That seems like there's, well, seems like there's a that's a service that could serve a market somewhere. A Mass Express. We just go to Church Express. That's what me and my family do. It's a drive-through confessional. Here's what I do. You know what? Me and my family. This is the truth, dude. We actually uh, on Sundays they have the church on TV here, right? And so what we do yeah. is we we record it, we DVR it, and then we fast forward through the church parts to the commercials, and we watch the commercials because they're shorter and more interesting. Is that right? Are church commercials as, as badass as like Super Bowl commercials? Uh, yeah, they're pretty badass. There's a lot of stuff for, you know, like uh, tombs. Tombs are a big thing. Washing your hair with feet, that's like a new thing that's in now. Uh, or washing your feet with hair. that That's big. Really? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And there's a there's a commercial for a market where Jesus like goes, and it's kind of like a circus thing. He throws all the tables over and all that stuff. You know, there's interesting stuff on during church. Oh, you know what, though? You know what there is on during our Mass? It's like the church Mass has these two people that play guitar and sing, right? It's like a husband and wife. And they've oh, yeah. somehow they've been, they've been doing it for like fucking 30 years, as long as I can remember. And they have ever, never, ever actually gotten any better. And they, they only have to do like <laughs> songs. Really? Is that right? Is she hot? 
You mean the wife of the guy? Uh, no. no, she is uh, not hot. Yeah, I wouldn't be so hard if she was. Oh, no, no, no. You'd be much more forgiving if she was hot. I, I mean, I would have to be, dude, because I wouldn't expect her talents to be musical, so to speak. But, you know, this lady's if not offering anything else to the world, so she should be hot. Or she should be guitar. I agree. I agree. If you're ugly and untalented, uh, you may as well be euthanized. Well, here's what's your thought on false advertising. I was following a car the other day that pulled into uh, a, a grocery store, and, like, the whole way I'm on this car, it, like, on the back of it was, like, my other car is a bike, I love hiking mountains, I'm really fucking awesome, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, cool, this chick must be hot as hell. And she gets out of her car, and she's, like, uh, a very, 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 very big lady. And I'm like, there's really? no way that her other bike, her other car is a bike. I just don't buy it. I suspect that she bought that vehicle used and was too fat and lazy to take the stickers off. I would have to assume so. I would definitely have to assume so. She was like a, she must have bought it from a hipster, I guess. I noticed, yeah. I don't know oh. if you've noticed, but we've been hating on hipsters how long now? How long's the show? How long's the span of the show at this point? Uh, 249 episodes over, what, two and a half, three years? And right. we're justified in that, I think. I, I, I wouldn't say that we're just being nitpicky. Hipsters are kind of fodder for criticism, I think. Right, and I, and I agree with you 100%, but I've noticed now that there's a shift. There's been a dramatic mm-hmm. shift that now mainstream people are picking on hipsters. So it's like they're finally oh, yeah. coming around for two or three years ago. So I think I'm about to grow a beard. Like you should. Beard. You should. You have a beard, right? Are you still sporting yeah. a beard? Oh, yeah, a beard. I keep it super short. It's definitely not a hipster beard. All those hipsters have, like, lumberjack beards. I just have – I have it short enough to hide, like, my ever-increasing jowls and any cold sores right. I might get. That's the, that's the purpose of my beard. It's not to look like I'm from the 20s. Right. I had a beard or a goatee for years, and it, I really considered it fatoflage because it does. It does a great yeah. job of covering up, like, the fat, swollen – face of an alcoholic. It, I mean, it really does work. It, it really does. It does. It absolutely, and it does another thing for me. Like, I've got the goatee factor working, too. I had the goatee first, right? But I still, I really have, like, a beard and a goatee, because I keep the beard short, but I have the goatee, because I realized that when I made the worst mistake of my life and shaved off my goatee a few years ago, that I have absolutely no fucking chin and <laughs> look like somebody... Oh, dude, I look like a fucking Muppet. I, I should. Honestly, I, any, any bully any bully would have a, a right and a duty to kick my ass based purely on my lack of chin. So I, that's why I keep this. It's because it it makes my, my face a little more elongated and gives me a chin that I don't really have. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. When I shaved off my beard and goatee after like 14 years, I went to the grocery store and some guy just punched me in the face. I was like, you're a puss. Just fucking pounded me. Dude, I walked in the, the day after I shaved off my stuff. I already regretted it the next day. But I walked into Albertsons, and a 57-year-old man just beat the shit out of me and said, give me your lunch money. And I'm like, dude, I'm 38. I don't have lunch money. And he said, sorry, it was just a, a reaction based on your disgusting oh. and puny-looking face. I thought he said, come on, lady. I don't have all day. <laughs> 
No, I wouldn't even make an attractive woman with my lack of chin, dude. It's seriously <laughs> weird looking. You know what? So it's not that you have a lack of chin. It's just that you get so used to seeing yourself with the beard. I remember when I shaved off my beard after years and years and years. I'm like, I, just like you, I was like, God, I look fucking weird. I'm like, a, I felt like I was like some kind of Star Wars character or Star Trek character. I'm like, man, I am just a fucking strange looking person. Yeah, that's true. I grew it back as fast as I could. Obviously, you have no control over that, but I was like, I was just Real like fast. praying. Yeah, I was grunting and like, you know, <laughs> flexing my chin, hoping it would pop out faster. I'm surprised my wife stuck around me, but luckily she had a job and didn't see me much during the day. She drinks right, at night, like, so. <laughs> she drank your she drank your hair your chin hairier, sort of like you drink a girl prettier. <laughs> yeah, well, I would spike her wine with beer, so she'd be out you know, earlier than normal. What I would do is like when I was trying to grow my beard back, I I just wore one of those surgical masks around so people didn't have to look at how hideous I was. <laughs> Good thinking, dude. Good thinking. Well, I, I wore one of those big, like, those big, like, teeth alignment braces contraptions over your face because it looked way better <laughs> right. than me without a beard. <laughs> like uh, Marsha on the the Brady Bunch. Whatever <laughs> yeah. happened to those contraptions? Uh, they finally figure out a better way to painfully put your teeth back into shape. Who's the guy that thought of fucking braces? That is one fucking maniacal motherfucker right there. Uh, I don't know. He must have worked for the Inquisition. <laughs> yeah, he must have. Actually, that was the guy that invented pliers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. The founder of Home Depot, I think, invented that mouth contraction. He was a sadist. So, uh... What's uh, what's going on there? How are your little mini horses doing? I haven't seen any pictures of the mini horses on uh, on TV or on uh, your your Facebook lately. Are they okay? Uh, one is we butchered one of them, and okay. the meat was pretty savory. The other one is doing okay. A little shell shocked, I think, from the experience. But uh, no, sir, we got we got both of them. We haven't separated because the male is starting to try to mount the the little female. Right. And we don't want a bunch of like you know, many mini uh, horses. Yeah, mini mini poodle sized horses. Tiny horses. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know, maybe we could sell them like pet rocks. You'd have a horse in your pocket or something. But I mean, so we we had to separate them. They don't like it. They don't like it at all. But they're doing okay. They're coping. Yeah. I mean, now the the girl one doesn't like it, or just the dude one doesn't like it. Because the girl one might be like, yeah, get that guy off me, please. They seem to, I don't think the girl understands what the guy is trying to do. She just doesn't like being mounted. She's like, get the fuck off me, dude. So not that right. they're separated. Doing weirdo. There's, yeah, there's still a fence between them, and they spend all their time just on either side of that fence, like rubbing noses and kind of hanging out. Oh, my God. Uh, they they miss each other. Yeah, yeah their, their brains are so small. They don't understand the sexual impulses that are keeping them apart. Dude, here's the weirdest thing I saw this week. We, we didn't do a thing called Weirdest Thing You Saw. I was walking out of the grocery store, and I'm watching this guy, right? I just see this guy sitting in his car, and I swear to God, Rufus, he looks like he's fucking jacking off. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, this guy is fucking jacking off his car. 
And, of course, I get up there to take a look to see, you know, how check his meat out and whatnot, and it turns out he's just scratching off a lottery <laughs> ticket. <laughs> right, really. So then did he look at you like, why are you staring at me direct, uh, scratching off a lottery ticket? Here's the deal, dude. Oddly enough, he as soon as he saw me, he immediately stayed, uh, took out his penis and started jacking off because I no longer have a beard. He thought I was a hot chick. <laughs> and he said, thank you. That's what I came over here I did. for. I did, exactly. I said, give me a beard. Make it a make me a beard. Dude, that reminds me of the time that I could have died jacking off. I remember one time. What, <laughs> oh, my this, God. I'll, I'll recount the scenario. This is in my youth, of course. You know, I was quite amorous, more than I could handle. And I worked at Mr. Gaddy's Pizza in Marble Falls. So I was maybe 17, 18 years old. And I worked the night shift, and I was driving home in the dark. And you know how when you're young, there's like not even a reason for it. It's not like you've been pining for some hot babe. It's just like it, it hits you like, God damn, I need to rub one out. And so I'm driving home in the dark on this highway, and somehow I managed to get my one shoe and one sock off while I'm piloting the vehicle. And then I get the job done in a sock, and I just throw it out the window, and I manage not to kill myself or run into a, a ditch. You, so you, that was the extent of it. You didn't almost like run off of, into a ditch, but I, you took a shoe and a sock off. That you're, you're. Whose car were you driving? Just out of curiosity, did you own your own oh, vehicle, or were you borrowing someone? Well, this this compounds the uh, the impressiveness of it. This was my first car, a 1979 Toyota Corolla. that was a standard transmission, so I'm shifting gears the whole time too. Damn, you're working like three sticks at once there, or at least two sticks. I am. I was a stick master. In those days. Tell me tell me what you think about this, dude. I want to set up a party planning thing, right? Like we could set up a party planning business where we do intervention themed parties. Like say you got like your buddy to show up. Imagine if I'm throwing Rufus a party and I get all your friends and family together, right? And you're like it's your yeah. birthday and whatever and you've probably already had a few cocktails and you show up to like the the uh, Best Western or whatever, where we've rented out the room, and you come in, and we're all just like, Rufus, I think it's time for a talk. You know what I mean? Oh, and like start, Jesus and at the end of it, we like pull back a drape, and there's a fucking keg right there, and you get drunk and puke on yourself. Uh, that'd be awesome, dude. That'd be fucking fantastic. That'd be a great joke to see. Like it would actually be internet. a great joke to pull on someone. So with that scratching off of the lottery ticket, probably, that would make a good joke on, like, some hidden camera show. That's true. I'd also like to do, like, a reverse intervention. I think a reverse intervention would be good where, like, all the cool guys who drink and do drugs have that one square friend who won't do anything, and they just kind of, you know, sequester him in a hotel room and pump him full of heroin. How about an unintervention follow-up where – they do that to that guy, and then we follow up in, like, two years to see if he's even still alive. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, two years, we'll probably be putting flowers on his tombstone. Dude, I, I was clicking through Facebook the other day, and there was, like, some kind of link to Intervention website, right? And mm -hmm. so I go to the – you know, there's, like, a whole section of the website that's, like, follow-ups, and then there's, like, a section of the website, dude, is that people that are dead from being on – that what? were on Intervention. And it's, okay. there is a lot of fucking people. And I really had to think twice, dude, because the weird part, Rufus, was most of them were the fucking alcoholics. 
numbers on the intervention website or their Facebook page? No, I think it was on their website. Did they say how they died? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was always like liver cancer, cirrhosis. Most, a lot of them for heart attacks. It really made me fucking, I was so rattled, dude, I had to go get a small pint of vodka just to fucking settle my nerves. (laughs) And, well, they they died doing what they love, right? Isn't that what we all Well, and I tell myself, that's not me. That could never happen to me. You know, and just by saying that, I think I make it like 50% less likely to happen. Those people must have never said that. Yeah, I think visualization and belief is, uh, you know, it's a placebo maybe, but placebos are valid. They work. I mean, if you believe that's not going to happen to you, then it's not. At least not as fast right. as, you know, you want you to hope it wouldn't. Right. I saw another thing on the doctors where the placebo effect is actually 40% efficient at, like, curing disease. I believe that's, that, yeah. that's, I, mean, the, that, I mean, that's actually pretty true, really. I've talked myself out of cancer at least once and probably four or five heart attacks. Me too. I'm sure as hell talked myself out of getting checked out for those things. It doesn't have to I know. You know what? I was talking to a guy earlier, and he was telling me a story about his friend who was having a heart attack, right? And he's laying in bed next to his wife. He's just laying in his bed next to his wife, and he's like, "Uh, honey, I don't feel good. You know, and so they mm-hmm. sit around mulling around for fucking two hours debating on whether to go to the hospital or not. And when he gets there, yeah, they find out he's been having a heart attack, and they're like, yep, he's going in for a quadruple pi- bypass right now. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So, so I mean, that must be a, you not feel good when you're having a heart attack. No, my, uh, my father-in-law did the same thing. He was out mulling his lawn, and he's like, man, I feel weird. My chest hurts. Maybe I should go to the doctor. Luckily, he's a pharmacist, so he kind of has an analytical mind. He's like, this dude is so interesting, man. He really liked talking to a robot. So I can imagine him saying, chest hurt, not feel good, go doctor. And, beep, uh, beep, yeah, beep. He goes, yeah, he just he kind of strolls in. He's like, my chest hurts. And, yeah, sure enough, he was in the middle of a heart, of a heart attack, and he had to have the full-on quadruple bypass. You know what is really weird is uh, – same thing with my dad, but his jaw hurt when he had his heart attack. Just his mm-hmm. jaw hurt. He didn't have any chest too, pains yeah. or whatever. So I'm like, damn, well, I feel like something on me is a symptom of a fucking heart attack at least twice a day. So it, how did your dad get, like, caught or diagnosed? Because if, if my jaw just hurt, it'd be like, oh, damn, I got, <laughs> I got a bad tooth. I'll have to go to the dentist. Here's my, dad, here's my dad's heart attack story. I was he was, my mom was out of town. My wife was out of town. And I just happened to like drink a case of beer and go over to my dad's house out of boredom. And he's like, my jaw hurts. And he's eating a piece of cheese. My dad is having a heart attack, dude, and eating a fucking piece of cheese. That's an honest to God, true story. Wow. And he's like, and I'm like, well, do you have any chest pains? He's like, no, but my jaw is killing me. So I get on my phone and look up heart attack symptoms, and sure enough, there's jaw pain is like the second symptom. So we get into the hospital. My dad has a septuple bypass surgery. Holy shit. Yeah, that was the most. They only had done one more at this hospital, and this was the most that this doctor had ever done. Really? Isn't that insane? 
septuple. I didn't you know there was such a thing. So when that when that happens, I mean, what the bypass is it? How does that work? Is it because of shit that's in the arteries, or is it because the arteries themselves are like fucked somehow? Uh, the, the arteries are just so closed down, and they just—it's a matter of time to try to get blood back into the heart mm-hmm. that they just like bypass the chunky gross parts, I guess. You know, it's funny to hear. It's also, this is not funny, but my mom's grandpa died mowing his yard, all right? And my wife's grandpa died mowing his yard. I'm really thinking twice about mowing my fucking yard ever again right now. Now that you said your father-in-law was having a heart in his yard. That's what immigrants are for. No, no, save yourself. Are an immigrant. I mean, I don't push mow my yard, and I actually hate weed eating. Do you enjoy weed eating? Yeah. I fucking can't. You know what? I do enjoy it for like five minutes because it seems almost like an artistic project, you know, making those straight lines. And then after that, I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing this anymore, and I quit. Dude, the worst part is like the pebbles and shit that it fucking flips up. Like, have you ever been hit in the face by like dirt while you're weed eating? It's the most painful thing ever. Yeah, thank God, dude. Oh, my God, dude. Luckily, and this is pure luck. I've, I've always weed-eaten 90% of the time anyway with, like, jeans on and sunglasses on. Right. But I swear to God, every time I've had shorts on and no sunglasses, I get a rock in my eye or some right. stick whipped around into my shin bones. It's, it's a ridiculous fucking nightmare. It is ridiculous. I mean, they can't, no one's figured out a way to make like some kind of guard that keeps the weed eater from whipping shit around at 150 miles an hour. I find that hard to believe. That's what's what's fucked up is they have a guard and they're completely ineffectual. You still get shit thrown all over that stings. I saw that you got the young lad uh, doing some, some weed eating now. Impressive. Donald how long is he entertained by that? Yeah, his, his eyes are young. Long time. Oh, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't feel pain. His, his mind is working too fast to absorb all the, the rocks and twigs and roots and shit that are flying up against his body. He's just like, cool, I got a machine in my hand. And in a weird way, he kind of looks like a guy named Patch. So when he <laughs> does lose that, you're a horrible parent. I mean, you just call him Patch. What's the big deal? Kind of a catchy mm-hmm. name. I already forgot his real name, so I, I can probably learn right. Yeah. I dare you to go out and call him Patch tonight and say, just practicing. <laughs> get up there. No, I, no uh, I'll just fuck with his mind. He'll be like, no, my name's Levi. And I'll be like, no, you've been Patch since day one. You, should we go to the doctor? Oh, my God. You, you should tell your wife that. You should find a couple of pieces of paper, like of his homework, and put Patch at the top, like in little kids' handwriting, and then oh, be like, no, dude, Patch, what are you talking about? Get out some underwear and have it say Patch in the back. That'll fucking get him for sure. Dude, that is fucking insane. If you could just take, like, the past, like, year of, like, art projects and whatever the kid's name is on and change the name, and be like, no, you remember, right? We had this conversation. We changed his name <laughs> six months ago. You do recall that, right? Maybe you should see a doctor. Right. It'd be like, I'm sorry. Something's not right here. You wanted to be called Patch, if I recall correctly. It'd be really funny to mentally abuse your kids, but 
for uh, entertainment purposes instead of mm-hmm. just being a sick weirdo. Yeah, I think he could probably dig out some uh, scientific insights. It might be good for mankind to do that kind of thing. Right. I mean, Hitler tried it, but it's like they never really followed up, I feel like. I feel like Hitler was, just didn't follow up on any of his experiments. Well, that was the problem with Hitler. He could just never follow through. I mean, I I saw the like the last picture supposedly of Hitler ever taken. Have you seen this picture of him like standing outside of a bunker somewhere? And I just was like, uh, what a fag. He looks like such a fucking faggot. How could anybody even fall for him? Well, I, and I'm I think, that, I'm saying he looked like a twink. What he suffered from, and I, I think this came out from like autopsy stuff that was released last year, that he had micro penis, like literally, you know that that penis that's the size of a the first joint of your thumb, and that he also really? had like one testicle that wasn't descended, so he had like all these genital issues that made him an inferior man, so he just overcompensated to the point of, you know, genocide, unfortunately. I mean, you just can't get a strap on or something. You have to do genocide. Well, in the 30s, strap-ons are hard to come by, and they're quite bulky and heavy and made of steel and iron and bronze. You just went down to your little cockery store where they handmade you a nice dildo to take home. Get to see by yeah. <laughs> the cockery. Sounds like you're breaking up a little bit, Rufus. I am. Weather's bad here, man. It's super bad. So weather is bad. It's possible. Oh yeah. Very bad. So it's possible. FYI. Hey, now, uh, did you ever follow up on having your storm shelter built, or was that just like something that you guys discussed after a couple of bad storms, and then we're like, we're just going to put that on the back burner? That was something that I never thought that we needed or should invest in, but my wife, who's a paranoid, believes that we need. So, no, we don't have one. I wonder if you could do like a do-it-yourself shelter. I mean, have you ever looked into that? Like, just bury some... I don't know, like a couple of uh, office supply cabinets in the ground that you could, like, crawl into and they're covered <laughs> with dirt. I actually have looked into that. And, yeah, there's several ways that you can do it. You can just do it You can do it above ground with cinder blocks as long as you're, uh, you know, properly secured to the ground. And there's cement under the ground that they're secured to. But uh, I hate manual labor. I don't know that I want to be in a cinder block thing above ground with a tornado coming. I don't, don't want to be under, I don't want to be underground. There's reports of people dying underground because they can't get out. Something falls under the door. The tornado drops a car under their door, and then their shit fills up with water, and they fucking drown, trapped the whole family. So my whole point of view is kind of like the... The heart attack Let thing. Yeah, it won't happen to me. It won't. Well, after last week's show, we know that everything's predestined anyways, right? Yeah, well, it's not predestined. It's just that every possibility can have, will does happen 
somewhere in the universe. So even if I died right now, right here, I'm living on somewhere and being much more Maybe you just did. Maybe you just did, and we're now we're in the alternate dimension, and it just seems like business as usual. So I guess now, there's a dimension where you die. That's I guess like I mean, it, it, it does. It, it, Uh-oh, might be losing you. No, I'm or here. You I'm might here. be losing me. Now, at any instant, you could die. So does that mean, like, for every instant, there's an alternate universe? Yeah, because the universe is infinite, right? So there's infinite possibilities and actualities. So I just don't believe that. I don't. I, I don't. I have trouble believing that. And I, I was talking to my wife about it, and she doesn't believe it either. So then, instantly, I started to believe it. Like, oh, no, well, you're wrong. You, you're wrong about that. We have, we have brains that were evolved to uh, look out for lions and chip flint and the spears. We don't have brains evolved to accept, you know, quantum physics and theories and shit. Yeah, yeah, we also have brains that were evolved to disagree with our wives, though. So, you know, kudos for that. What do you, what do you think about them killing that gorilla that uh, – that, had that little kid. That little kid fell in the enclosure. Did you see this? And they had to kill the gorilla at the Cincinnati Zoo because some lady wasn't paying attention to her kid and it got inside the enclosure and they thought that the gorilla would hurt the little kid. My personal opinion is the kid was probably safer with the gorilla, it sounds like to me. Later footage has come out showing that the gorilla was trying to protect the child. But that, that aside... What the fuck? Are you telling me a zoo as big as the Cincinnati Zoo doesn't have tranquilizer darts? They've got to fucking no. gun down a gorilla? No, they That's have ridiculous. tranquilizer darts. They have tranquilizer darts, but the protocol is to, because the the tranquilizer darts take like two or three minutes to take effect, is to, uh, I guess, neutralize the threat of the gorilla instead of, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Either way, I, I think that gorilla getting shot dead is fucking ridiculous and kind of disgusting. Well, here's, here's another thing I don't understand, though, about the whole thing. And I don't know if you've seen any footage. I really haven't seen any footage. But, okay, you're in a zoo, and the little kid gets away from you and whatever, but how does it get through an area to get to the fucking gorilla or fall down there? Right. I mean, shouldn't there be, like, some chicken wire or something up to keep that from happening? I mean, shouldn't it be, I mean, it doesn't have to be completely sealed, but there should be no way to get through to that. I saw I saw footage uh, before the whole extra footage came out that showed the gorilla was protecting, and even from the footage I saw, I was like, that gorilla is obviously, like, showing affection toward this boy, and he's trying to, like, help this kid out. Yeah, he's a little rough with it, or maybe it was a she, I don't know. And but the gorilla was not being, like, aggressive or weird with the kid. It was pretty obvious that people were screaming, and the gorilla was trying to get away with the kid. And, yeah, I might have, like, jerked the kid's arm too fast to do it because it's a fucking gorilla. But it and would never try to bite the kid or punch the kid or smother the kid or sit on the kid. So I think they have plenty of time to tranquilize that thing because it probably had no ill will, and it's – well, mind. 
I'm sure that the gorilla was somewhat annoyed by the mom going, mommy loves you. Mommy loves you. And then she's like, hold on. And she's like, I want half pepperoni and half cheese because she was on her phone. <laughs> she was taking selfies with that whole situation behind her for Instagram. She was. If you if you look at her Facebook, dude, there's like a, a live feed where she's just like smiling, like me at the Cincinnati Zoo, and like, hey, it's Junior getting accosted by a giant gorilla because I have no parenting skills. Yeah, I that, mean that's true too. I mean, how do you let your fucking kid get into a gorilla enclosure? <laughs> she's like, don't judge me. Like she was like putting out some kind of statement that was like, "Don't judge me," where you're just like, "Yeah, just you're right. It happens to so many people that their kids get away from them in, into a fucking zoo enclosure." I'm not judging you. Oh, it yeah. happens all the time. Yeah, no, no fuck you. I'm, I'm pretty much gonna judge you. It's it's right. terrible. But I, I mean, it's not her fault, right? That they shot the gorilla. I mean, she's a terrible parent. They can't keep track of her fucking kid. But they still they didn't need to murder that fucking beast. Dude, Jack Hanna said it was the right thing to do, so I'm like, gotta gotta stick with Jack. Dude, he's like 80 and senile at this point. Right. He's a lot of touch with nature. He said that, and then he said, what's a gorilla? And then they put his diaper on him and wheeled him away. You know, his show, I think he, he has a show on right now currently that's all about teaching kids, blah, 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 or whatever. It, it's like at that zoo. So he's like employed by that zoo. He's employed by oh, several really? zoos where they go to film this shit. Yeah, so he's got to say what they tell him to say. Right, obviously. He's just a corporate shill. I never thought Jack Hanna would just be a corporate shill, but now you've proved You know, he's one of those guys, though, that glommed on to the PBS type thing where it's like they don't expect a lot for their money for that kind of stuff. So he's got kind of a good thing going where he just takes out a camera and gets himself with some animals and is like, yeah, that's going to be like 450 grand, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they don't, they don't have like a, there's no competition to be on PBS or anything like that. Right. I mean, they just do their own stuff. No. And, and I mean like Jack Hanna and those, most of those guys are not like Steve Irwin who was like actually going out like rustling alligators and grabbing poisonous snakes, they usually go to a zoo and they're like, yeah, what's that thing behind the cage? Did you know that he could break a nut with his fucking elbow? Okay, let's move on. Well, and after what happened to Steve Irwin, I think it's very less likely you're ever going to see a show like his again, where they're like handling dangerous (laughs) snakes and stuff. People are like, no, that's way too fucking dangerous, I, I have a feeling. No shit, isn't that crazy, dude? I mean, god damn, how that dude fucking went down is just totally unexpected and nuts. And you know what? He was a decent dude. He was a decent dude. I mean, it couldn't be be Joey from Friends or something, have a show like that and just, like, go down like that where you, like, kind of expected it and you're not really upset about it. Yeah, I mean... You know, Chandler, Chandler from Friends, have you seen... This show uh, that he's on now—it's like a remake. I mean, of uh, the Odd Couple. I've seen one episode and then uh, was pretty much done with it. I saw like ten minutes of one episode, and first of all, they have Felix. I mean, it's obvious that Felix is gay, right? Did anybody ever question Felix 
homosexuality or not? I never did. He likes to feel right. and likes to lick. And and like in this one, he's supposed to be he's like super gay kinda, but he's supposed to be heterosexual. And I'm like, you know what, it's two thousand sixteen. Let Felix finally be fucking gay. You know what I mean? Can't Felix just be gay? They had a whole show about gay people before, 10 years ago. Felix just can't be gay now? You know what I mean? Why can't they just let Felix be gay finally? I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I had to jot down your line. It's 2016. Let Felix be gay already. Well, I mean. You're right. And that show, dude, is the fucking worst show. I don't know who owes Chandler or whatever his name is in real life a fucking favor, but watching that show is just so painful. It's like you can watch him dying like a little bit when he delivers every line that he's just like, I'm a fucking sellout. Well, what about the guy who plays Felix? Because he's the guy that was on Reno 911. Fucking hilarious. But when I saw the one episode of The Odd Couple that I saw, I kind of got the feeling from both that, that you just described for Chandler that I was like, oh, man, these guys are just they are just doing what they got to do for the paycheck. They right. really think this is terrible. I'm sorry, dude. At one point, I'm looking at that odd couple script, and then I'm going like, you know what? I think I'm just going to have to break down and deliver pizzas. I just can't do this script. I have integrity. <laughs> exactly. But we you all know that's a lie. I have integrity. Your tips would probably be pretty good if you showed up with a pizza and you're fucking Chandler from Friends. You know what? You probably would get a lot of selfies. You just have to like charge ten dollars for a selfie. Look who delivered mm-hmm. my pizza! And it would be like you and Chandler in his fucking uh, Pizza Hut outfit, smelling like pizza. And then they come and repo his car like during a pizza delivery. That would be awesome. Yeah, and that just turns what? out to be. Uh, <laughs> that, that repo show on uh, True TV. So they have oh like two shows God. going on at the same time. You know what? Why haven't they done a reality show about pizza delivery people? Seems like it could uh, be. Pizzas? Was it interesting or was it not interesting at all? I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it all the years that I delivered pizza, but nothing really interesting happened. I mean, people were nice and I got tips, but I, I just thought it was kind of a cool, chill job. But no, I, I never, know, like, deliver pizza to a imagine, porn set. All right. Imagine, though, you deliver a pizza with a camera. Like, can we come in now and just kind of butt into your life for a half an hour just to see what's going on? I mean, surely you'd run into some kind of drama during, like, a pizza delivery. Like, like say, you're delivering a pizza to a lady, <laughs> and it turns out she's at the zoo, and her kid has just fallen in with a gorilla. That could happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could happen. I think it would be largely reliant upon the personalities involved. I think you could have a pizza delivery show without crazy stunts if the the delivery guys you follow were interesting. And from my experience, pizza delivery guys are pretty goddamn fucking interesting, if not you know borderline criminal and psychotic. Uh, where is but that? that where is the entertaining. Where is the weirdest place you ever delivered a pizza? Uh, no, no, no weirdest place. I've never went to a weird place. I've been invited really? into people's homes to like, you know, lay out the pizzas and stuff. Uh, I've never, you like, I, I never had lay out the pizzas. Were you like where they showed up 
and you were like catering for them. The caterer is here. It turns out it's just a fucking pizza delivery guy. Well, it's like, you know, some kid's birthday party. So, like, can you put the pizzas here? And I'd put them there, and I'd put up paper plates because we'd, we'd send, like, paper plates and paper cups if it was, you know, more than, like, 20 pizzas or whatever. I never had, like, any weird oddball experience other than just me driving drunk most of the time. I mean, I remember I, what? I, mean, I was gunning it down uh, William Cannon once. Past uh, that turn off the Rohampton. I was gunning it down William Cannon to make this piece of delivery. And I didn't realize that of the two lanes, the lane that I was in was actually a left turn lane. And it didn't exist beyond that road. And I like jumped and ended up in the fucking bar ditch. I mean, I, I took air and crashed my S10 pickup truck nose first into the fucking dirt on William Cannon and sustained quite a bit of damage. But at the time, I was just like, I got to get the pizza there. So I, you know, meandered my way back up on the highway. <laughs> you made with a wrecked truck, drunk, all to deliver a pizza. You yeah, sir, never drove the same just, after that. There is no reason that you should not immediately went down and put in your application at the post office. Because that is about to be on the Did it, did it. Dude, this guy that I used to work with would tell me that when he was a kid... That um, he used to smoke a joint with his his postman, like his postman would be walking down the street, and all the kids would gather around and they'd like smoke weed with him. Then, then he got a weird look on his face and didn't want to talk about what else he did with the postman. But he did say something he was about like, ringing his bell so twice. He, oh, is that right? Did he have uh, the kids lick his stamp? <laughs> yes, his proverbial stamp. He had a special glue machine that he liked for the kids to experiment with. Oh my god, you gotta make the glue come out for the stamps. <laughs> oh my god. People are so fucking sick, dude. I don't know what is wrong with people. <laughs> and by by people I mean us. <laughs> That's kinda of what I thought you meant. <laughs> So, uh, how's the summer going there, Rufus? It's good. The, the temperatures are, are moderate, but it's been raining a lot. Like I said, it's raining right now, so weather's kind of shitty. When it's sunny outside, it's great. Not too hot. How's that? Not too not hot. How's that motorcycle coming? Have you done any work to the motorcycle? I, I ordered new points for it. Um, last week, but I haven't got them yet. So since I get those points, I'm going to put it on, and I'm sure it still won't work. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trust me, I I did a bunch of stuff to try to get my motorcycle to work. And, and oddly enough, the motorcycle worked, right? But I thought that the motorcycle should work better. Now the motorcycle does not work at all after dumping a bunch of fucking <laughs> money into it. Yeah, luckily I haven't dumped that much money into it other than the initial investment of buying it. But I bought some points before, and it cost me like 20 bucks, and it turns out they were the wrong the wrong size. They didn't match the picture of what I, I actually bought. So I could have sent them back, but I didn't. So I bought the right one, but I haven't got them yet. Too much time. Too much time yeah. and effort. That's the ultimate, when you're just like, you know what? As much as I would like that $20 back, I just can't see myself trying to box something and ship it somewhere. No, thank you. Dude, my, 
my wife will spend $100 worth of effort to return something for $4. And I'm just like, no. Right. I wish my wife had these- My wife does not have that problem. She's as bad as me. We'll just end up keeping it. We have a whole room full of junk that we just never returned. That's me. That's me. Not my wife. What you drinking tonight, Rufus? That sounded like a Bud Light. What? What are you, psychic? Yes, yes. I'm not even on Skype, and I knew that was a Bud Light. Just that pop. pop of a Bud Light. That crisp, refreshing pop of the Bud Light can is what lets you know that it's refreshing to the last drop. So, yeah, it's Bud Light. Tall boy? Or that, that sounded like a regular can. You know, it, it's funny that you can distinguish that, but you're right. It's a completely different sound. A tall boy has a different sound. It is a regular can. You're right. Did uh, Did you stock up on Memorial Day? Because uh, I know here, Memorial Day, they had some great beer sales going on. Uh, not really. I mean, we're, we're in a dry county, so we just we just stock up every time we venture oh, that's outside right. this county. All right. So. Nothing, nothing really does say thank you to the troops like getting shit-faced drunk and pissing your pants. I mean, really. Don't you think so? It's so fair to the people overseas when uh, the people here eat steak. And fucking drink beer, but I mean, I guess overseas now, if you're uh, if you're in the army or whatever, you get to do whatever you want, right? I mean, they have McDonald's and Subways and all kinds of stuff on their bases, do they not? I think so. Yeah, I think bases are uh, pretty lush. Well, I mean, once you get off the base, you you could possibly be murdered and killed and shit. But the bases are pretty awesome. Right. <laughs> I mean, the base is like a I mall. Where they, they got like surf and turf. I mean, imagine if you're a World War II vet, okay, and you fucking, like, lost your, say, the bottom half of your leg in a war, and then you're watching what it's like to be a soldier now, and they're eating fucking surf and turf in their air-conditioned <laughs> barracks back home. You know what I mean? Back then, you were happy to puff a cigarette butt and maybe get an M&M every three or four months. No shit. Or, or what if you're, like, a World War One vet, which I guess they're all dead now. But they were, like, in trenches for months in muddy-ass fucking, like, four-foot-deep trenches getting eaten by parasites and their feet rotted off by, like, some kind of rot and fungus we and shit. Just, we should invent the board game, the trench foot board game, where you just, like, sit with your foot in a bucket and uh, it, like, gets eaten away. Oh, my God, that's terrible, but I like it. There's not, what, is there still board games? I mean, are they still coming out with new board games, or are board games, like, have they gone the way of the something that's gone away? I don't think there's new board games, because I've looked at board games in Walmart recently, and we got some of the classics. You know, we got Sorry, we got Life, we got uh, Yahtzee, all that bullshit. I don't see any new board games. Even, even with the whole Star Wars craze going on, there's not, like, a new Star Wars board game. But there are new, like, games for adults, like card games and uh, these weird little games. This is one game that I saw. I actually played it in Nicaragua with some uh, friends of ours there. And I can't remember what the fuck happened with it. It was this box with dice and shit you flipped over. 
it was very complicated, but it was, it was made for adults. So there's like a, lo- a lot of these adult-focused board games. And I know, have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? No, I have not. I have Cards Against Humanity, and I would love to play it, but it's for three or more people, so I haven't played it yet with my wife because she's only one other person. And it's pretty goddamn hilarious. I've seen other people play it, like, online. And what it is 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 you have a black card. There's a, a stack of black cards, and you get a stack of white cards, I think. And the black cards start a sentence, and the white cards finish it. But the white cards are completely, like, politically incorrect, disgusting, weird fucking things. And every player plays their white card, and whichever one makes the crowd laugh the hardest wins. And it's incredibly funny, but it's not in Walmart. Now, now does it come with a laugh meter? Because no, I can no, see it's, people it's, uh, fighting over I the think actually, louder. I think there's there's two ways you do it. Either uh, everybody disagrees, yeah, that was the funniest one, or I think you anoint a, a judge who's like, yeah, that's the funniest one, and the next round somebody else is the judge or whatever. But uh, you should. I even did a, a Hypersoft post about it. There were some pictures of some plays that I compiled in the Hypersloth uh, image gallery. But that was a couple of years ago, I guess. Really? I've never even heard of that thing. There's not a... There's not a Cards Against Humanity like forum where you can meet up with like some other lonely people that want to play Cards Against Humanity, or do you have to be there? But, well, it's a physical card game. I mean, you buy the cards. You can actually get it for free. You can buy, like, download the cards and print them out if you want. But I bought the deck. It's like twenty bucks, and it's a huge fucking deck. And they update it like every year, and it's real funny. So and there's you- online versions of it that are kind of amusing, but not that great. So it's kind of like one of those things that we tried to read a couple of weeks ago on the air. A, a Mad Lib? Sort of. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, except it's constructed to, every, every instance will be amusing, but some will be more amusing than others. And it's extremely, like I said, very politically incorrect, offensive, disgusting humor, you know, shit like we like now, are you expected like to do a great delivery on such things, or it doesn't even take that? No, it's just a card game. So, like, uh, you know, everybody has like five cards that could be answers to the question, or, or fill in the blanks. And there's a stack of black cards in the middle, and you just flip over the black card that has an opening statement, like Obama said that he would outlaw blank to make sure people are safe, and then everybody else has their cards and the to fill in the blank, it says like, something that that's obviously inappropriate but funny. Uh, on an unrelated note, I hate to tell you, I was at Taco Bell eating lunch the other day, right? This is a true story. And this hipster guy is eating a, chase, a case of lupa. Are you familiar with what the case of lupa is? No, I stick to old school stuff at Taco Bell. Right. Well, it's something obviously very cheesy, and this hipster is eating this fucking thing, and all this fucking cheese, honest to God, is getting stuck in his fucking beard. It was the most disgusting oh. thing I've ever seen in my life, and he's like trying to wipe it out of his beard. It was so nasty. If I was that guy, 
I would have went home right then and shaved off my fucking beard. I know that's unrelated, but I meant to tell you that earlier in the show, and I forgot. So it was the beard of loop. I'm surprised you would have hipsters there. I thought hipsters were more oh, centralized no. into, like, you know, oh, no. places that hipsters are, are everywhere. more pompous. Oh, you know, I think about these poor, like, girls. I see, like, 20-year-old chicks that have, like, full sleeves of tattoos. And I'm like, man, yeah. at what age do you get when you just, like, are like, man, that was a fucking huge mistake? You know, you're tattooing yourself for some fad. It's not like it's a pair of jeans or a haircut. I mean, you've got no. two fucking sleeves of tattoos, and you could be a, a pretty attractive woman. And in 10 years, you're going to have kids and shit, and you're just going to be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, I, I think there's some people who get a bunch of tattoos like that that really fits their personality and they'll be okay for years to come. I think a lot of people that get that many fucking tattoos, like you said, it's a fad. It's like they're interested in it right then and they're probably intoxicated, but it's going to have devastating effects on their adulthood later. That's where we should be putting our money. When we make it big with the Bud Buddy, we need to go into fucking tattoo removal. Like a better way to remove tattoos, like some kind of ink or something that you could squirt under someone's skin, like colors it back to normal or something. And I'm not saying all tattoos are bad. I'm just saying that, like, I just think some people are definitely overdoing it when they're, like, teenagers in the tattoo department. No, I agree. I, I, I don't have anything against tattoos, but I think, like you said, a lot of people get them just because they're in the moment and it's a cool, trendy fashion thing. The old people you see with tattoos, I mean, they're in a ball. That's their personality. But when you're 21, 22 years old and you're getting a sleeve of tattoos, when you're 50 or 60, if you're still that dedicated to all those tattoos, <laughs> right, you're you're still delivering pieces, you know? I mean, you haven't made it that far. Right. I mean, you just, you can't get a tattoo when you're 21 and think that it's going to represent you forever. You know, and you know, another thing is if you get a tattoo in your face, you should just be institutionalized because you're obviously a menace to fucking yourself or society. You should certainly be segmented into uh, some sort of undesirable bucket of society. I think so. Yeah, you're right. If you get a tattoo on your face, you should be on a watch list, I think. <laughs> you should. You know what? If a tattoo artist put a tattoo on your face, they should have to upload it to some kind of database so you could be tracked. Would you? Uh, here's a good question. So if you were a tattoo artist and somebody came in and said, yeah, I want in, like, gothic letters my last name across my forehead or, you know, a, a swastika on my nose. Would you do it, or would you be like, I, dude, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Let, let's talk about this. It would probably depend on how ugly the dude was. If I thought that putting his, like, his name in bold letters across his face would make him look like he has a stronger chin, I would probably do it. <laughs> I would I would let you tattoo a goatee on me. I would tattoo some dimples on you. And, and you know what? Like a, like some Wendy's, you know, like that Wendy's character, some Wendy's freckles. How freckles. awesome would that be? Get that tattooed on your That'd face. That'd be great. You know, I have a question for you, Rufus. What's it take to become a food critic or any kind of critic? 
Is there like a training you you have to go through to become a critic, or you just decide one day to have some cards printed up and like voila, you're a fucking critic? I think it's, it's just like a lot of things, just being loud enough and making a big deal enough that people think right. your fucking opinion matters. Honestly, I was thinking about having some like some food critic cards made up and and handing them out just so I would get better service when I go out to eat. I bet you could, dude. I bet you could. Here's an experiment you should try. is like go to some restaurant, have a meal, and then when you leave your tip, cash tip and put a business card on it and say so-and-so food critic. And then I guarantee you the next time you come back, you're going to get fat-ass service. You know, honestly, what is stopping from either of us just coming up with a fucking blog like the Double Zizzle Food Hizzle blog or something, and, like, Nothing. putting a card together and being like, yep, going around and eating in places and posting my experiences like my own personal Yelp and that just start extorting businesses into giving me free shit. Nothing. There's there's nothing stopping that at all. Food criticism really, there's is not. just uh, grandiose opinionation. That's it. We could do it. I wonder if there's ever been a food critic inside of Delaware Subs. Uh, I'm sure everyone inside Delaware Subs is a food critic. Everyone who walked out was. That's for sure. That is definitely for sure. You know what? We did a good job for them. For some reason, I started having a dream last night when I was falling asleep, and it was apparently it was cracking me up when I was falling asleep, and it had something to do with Tucci's Southside Subs, and I just fucking... I can't remember what it was, and it drives me crazy. You ever have that happen oh, when you're falling asleep and having a great idea at the exact same time? And I just was like, yeah. no, I can't remember what it was. I just remember it had something to do with Tucci Southside subs. And I was like, I can't remember the rest. It was insanity. I, I have definitely had that, had that happen, and I have two things to say about that. One is I'll, I'll just get this out of the way quick. Tucci Southside Subs posted a picture on Facebook uh, just last night, I think. It was a picture of a roast beef sub. Yes, and dude, man, it had something to do with that. It had something to do with that roast beef and turkey sub. Something about how it was I, a club. I, I was just scrolling through Facebook, and I thought it, somebody posted a picture of a turd. Because they had taken it from the top <laughs> right. down, so I just saw this cylindrical brown thing. And I was like, it oh, man. If you're going to post a picture of your sandwich, don't post it a roast beef sub you know, from the top down. It looks like a turd. Right. Vertically. Yeah. Who, who does that? Who no, does no, that? You, you, you slice it, you spread it apart, and then you take a picture so you see all the fucking veggies in there and stuff. Thank you. It, it looked like a piece of shit between, between oh, butt cheeks even. All I could imagine was Dave Tucci taking that picture and posting it and being so proud about yeah. it, and I'm just like, Dave, 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 no. Now you know I get three likes. I gave it a pity like, and I'm guessing that the other two people gave it pity likes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know that he's proud of it. It's so much just desperate trying to get something Look, out there. Unless that sandwich has fucking bacon on it, you don't call it a club in my opinion. You're forbidden from calling a, a sandwich without bacon a club. I don't accept it. I will not accept your club. Without bacon, I don't care if it has turkey and ham or turkey and roast beef. If it doesn't have bacon, it's not a club. No, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. Absolutely. 
Does it have bacon on it? I don't know. It could actually have bacon. I don't know. I was so turned off by the picture because it looked like a big piece of shit. I didn't read anything about what it said. I just kind of I did a face palm. I was like, oh, man, come on. <laughs> That's the funny thing about the post, too, is that it didn't say anything about the sandwich other than it was a Southside sub. It wasn't like, come in and try our, our Southside sub with turkey and roast beef and whatever, bacon or ham. It just was like, Southside sub. It's calling your yeah. name. You should answer. I think is what it said. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking emotions about that whole thing. But uh, <laughs> give feed me, give me the conflicting emotions. I want to help you work work through them. I've had Southside Southside subs. You haven't. You've had Delaware subs, which right? Were awesome. Whenever we were right? there, they were awesome. I mean, they were good, given the fact that they were like a chain. Tucci abandoned them because they put these ridiculous restrictions and monetary demands on them. So like him and everybody else were like, fuck it, we're out. And so he devised this whole new menu that was sort of taken from that, and he tweaked it to make it more like Texas and awesome. And the sandwiches are really goddamn fucking good. I've had them multiple times, and they're way better than fucking Delaware subs. But then... When you see shit like posting a picture of a sandwich so that it looks like a, just a long, squiggly turd, yeah, that's not good marketing. So, <laughs> right, my, you're my like, emotions are, you shut up, go home for five minutes and read some kind of marketing blog on how to market your business on Facebook. And I guarantee you, like, the third rule is do not, like, post a picture of a roast beef sandwich vertically so it looks like a turd. I know I've seen it. <laughs> Exactly. So my conflicting emotions are: I know that it's really good and awesome, but nobody else is ever going to know that, unfortunately, because of turd pictures. Dude, I had a, kind of an interesting idea the other day, and Uh-oh. it was here here in the studio, right, to separate the studio part of the room from the rest of, of like my mansion, whatever. I put up uh, a sheet. Right, I hang from the ceiling, and I was thinking the other day, dude, it would be so fucking easy to come out with a line of sheets that like have decorations on them, like windows or whatever, like a a scene, an outdoor scene or whatever. You could sell to people that live in like dorms and shit to like put up on their side of the room to give them some kind of privacy, so they can crank their meat in in privacy. <laughs> but it would be decorative. But it would be decorative. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's not a bad idea at all. I still think our sheet idea, the million-dollar sheet idea, is a sheet with, like, a little band on the corner, like a colored band, telling you how to put the fucking sheet on in the right direction the first time. I think we could save, like, a million minutes productivity a year by coming out with that kind of sheet. And you're you're talking about the fitted sheet, right? The one that's, like, got a curly cue at one end. It's got a fit under the – yeah. Those things are fucking a nightmare. And you're right, yeah. Uh, that would revolutionize the whole fucking thing. Just say, it's like a tab A slot B thing. All you got to do is say, here's the top in one corner. Right. Problem solved. And they don't Put do this it. I don't know bottom why. Left. Bottom left. It just has to say BL on it. Bottom left. Or Bud Light. We could get a licensing deal. We could do all kinds of shit with that, I think. Oh, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You make a sheet that's not fitted. But it has around the perimeter like a string, kind of like a hoodie. 
Oh so my you God! Just put the sheet. It? Yeah, you just put the sheet over the mattress and you pull the string and it fits all the underneath the mattress. The wow! There it is. That's a brilliant fucking idea. Boom. I can't believe no one has a labeled fitted sheet. I'm going to have to look that up right now. I have to assume there's a labeled fitted sheet. It's just too much common sense. But that's probably why there isn't. Images for labeled fitted sheet. Uh Uh-oh. This has a a a tag with a label that would be impossible to fucking find. No, no, bed, no, that one doesn't. There's like yeah, one, and it's a horrible idea. Oh, this person, sheet. this person sewed it inside of their own sheet. They made this sheet. You can't buy this sheet. Huh. Oh, wait. I if guess you, have, you can't, but it's not cool. It's not a cool fitted sheet. If you had one big sheet with a drawstring around the edge, then you just right, tuck right. underneath the mattress right. and then pull the drawstring. You've got one sheet that covers all beds. You don't have to deal with that fitted sheet bullshit. I like it. Oh. I do like it. Did you write that down? Fitted sheets. Oh, recall what we talked about. I will get my man Armlo on the line. The guy that's helping with the Bud Buddy, he probably could he probably could find us a nice factory to put those together in about ten minutes. Is that the Chinese guy? Yes, and all we have to do is is like send over like a couple cases of ramen for the children. It's for the children. Can we interview that guy? Can we call him up and interview him? That would be a, a super interesting interview for like two Americans to interview this Chinese guy. That would be interesting. And you know what is weird about these Chinese? Everybody's like so, oh, hating on Chinese or whatever, blah, blah, blah. The, the, the deal with the Chinese is, dude, is that they don't have a bunch of distractions like uh, Facebook and all that shit. So their work is like their entertainment. Does that make sense? They, they are like excited to help you and excited to get shit done at work because that's oh, yeah. what makes it go faster. Not reading about, you know so-and-so selfie or what so-and-so ate for lunch. You know what I mean? They're like, uh, no, we're working because that's what we do for entertainment. Does the guy actually speak or is it all email? Uh, it's all email. I've never actually talked to Armo, although he did send me. He wanted to Skype one time, but I was too scared. I was too scared that after seeing my chin, he would he would have no respect for me and the whole deal would go up and shit. What's that calling on the phone? It's super interesting to interview this Chinese guy who's like fulfilling orders and doing all this work and stuff. That'd be super interesting. You know, and this the chick that uh, Rachel to help us with the Bud Buddy the first time, she wanted to Skype me yeah. as well, and I just couldn't see myself Skyping her with my family. I don't think I would have been able to, to stay placid while talking to her. Uh, I'm sorry, you broke Skyping her with what? With my pants on. I just would feel like uh, it would be so natural to have no pants on while Skyping with her. Oh, well, that's why you uh, just you know, move your camera up so it's just shoulders up. <laughs> well, I mean, I would, well, neck I up, would, so they can't see one one shoulder moving vigorously. I just say, don't mind me. I'm scratching off lottery tickets. 
That's what I would tell her. <laughs> yes, exactly. I have a whole stack of oh. lottery tickets here. Oh, lottery tickets. Yeah, see, yeah, lottery tickets. I, I scratched you my eat, You eat steak and french fries. You <laughs> steak and french fries. I eat steak and french fries with lottery tickets. Lottery tickets with me, steak and french fries, and both. I laughed it's for good. fucking two days steak and french fries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to that in my car. <laughs> that whole conversation is fucking hilarious. Here's, here's a sad thought about my life, Rufus. I noticed the other day I was, like, getting stressed out about something, and I thought about this Linus poster where Linus says, uh, worrying about the bad stuff only makes you miss the good stuff, right? And I thought yeah. to myself, I am actually getting psychiatric advice from fucking Linus in a poster. That's a sad state of affairs in, in the United States. I'm depending on it my psychiatrist. What's interesting, though, is that uh, there was a psychologist in the Peanuts cartoon. That was, uh, what, what was her face? She had Lucy. The psychiatry. The mean, yeah, right? Lucy. Psychiatry Why is Lucy all people? And, but it was clearly, it was clear to me that, that Charlie Brown did need a lot of fucking mental health. Is, did anybody else want to fucking beat the shit out of fucking Charlie Brown, or was it just me? I don't know. I didn't hear most of that because my phone's fucking up. I just said that I would have loved to beat the shit out of Charlie Brown, and I don't blame Lucy for teasing him one bit. Charlie Brown's like me without a beard. He's got a weak chin. He deserves to be right. punched in the face. The coolest thing about Charlie Brown is his fucking dog. That's pretty fucking sad. It is sad, but wow, really, I think you hit the nail on the head with the whole point of the fucking cartoon. That's why Snoopy is all we think about. Charlie Brown should have paid more attention to Snoopy. Snoopy, the the whole thing was like to tell you sublimely, don't have children, just get a fucking dog. They're cool. have children, a little bird and a dog. Right. Who? I mean, think how easy life would be then. Birds and dogs don't ask why. They don't want to stay up late at night. They they don't really get cavities. Uh, no, I'm getting depressed. I think I've made terrible life decisions. <laughs> no, no, you've got a dog. Just get a bird. You'll be happy as a clam. Well, I have a chicken, but I also have a human kid. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, what happened? Now, did that chicken that just showed up, is it still there? That chicken is, uh, my wife named her Pollo Loco, which means crazy chicken. And it's also the name of my favorite dish, actually. Pollo Uh Loco is fantastic if it's made well. That does not work well for that chicken. This chicken just stays up in the coop, and she's grumpy. And you try to get an egg or just give her some water, and she's all snippy, and she doesn't come out. And I don't know what her fucking does. She's seen some shit, I guess, in her time that she was gone. She's got PTSD. Really? She's No, her I deal guess. is like it's fucking, yeah, she probably is like it's fucking a scary world out there. You know, we have a cat that's like that, that she won't leave our yard. She just showed up one day, and she had some kittens, right? And mm-hmm. a couple of the kittens got attacked by something in the night and, like, chewed them up was horrible. It was so fucking horrific. Oh, I went man. back there, 
and I'm looking, and I like oh. see the one little cat. I'm like, why is the cat little cat not moving? And I look closer, and it's because it's only half of the little cat. The oh, other half is, like completely off. Yeah. And That's two of the little kittens survived. They just like came came out of the woods, and the and the bigger cat survived. And dude, ever since this cat will not leave our fucking yard, not at all. It barely leaves the garage. And I'm like, man, what did that cat see? Damn. Yeah, it's a sad story. She's a good cat, though. Well, is that I guess maybe this chicken saw something like that. I mean, is she literally she doesn't well, leave the roost. She just stays think there, about where you, sitting in the roost. Think about where you live and what that chicken could have seen. Like if it stumbles over to like some kind of fucking chicken farm where they're cutting up eight trillion chickens a fucking minute. Or they're just all living on top of each other, you know, in their own yeah, hell. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it's a chicken hell here in Arkansas, that's for goddamn sure. If you want to teach chicken, take it to Arkansas, no doubt, and drop it off. What about those Japanese people who dropped off their kid in the wood and it in the woods and it fucking disappeared after like five minutes? I. I have a vague notion of what you're talking about. Does that just happen recently? It seems like that, yeah. that rings a bell for some reason. Yeah, that just happened like a couple, like 10 days ago or something. They dropped off their kid to teach him a lesson because he was like screaming in the car or something. So they drop yeah. off their kid in the middle of the woods and get in their car and drive off. And they come back like five minutes later and there's no trace of this fucking kid. I just imagine like some giant eagle coming down and like snatching this kid out of the air. They put him outside of the car. They're like, did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. And like, all you hear is like the call of some giant eagle. Now you got to feel bad if you do that, really, don't you? But, you know, no, at, no, the same time, at the same time, I like to think that the kids are a valuable lesson. Yeah, and you have to assume, I mean, if you're, like, Asian that way, then it, it's more of like a Zen thing. It's like, you know, ego take boy to heaven. He'd be, you know, uh, he next Buddha, the ascension. Best thing out boy as we speak. Yes, yes. Boy, boy ain't good place now. Let's go home. <laughs> okay. Now, I mean, noodles. I want noodles. <laughs> noodles! I have boy with noodle. General so boy. <laughs> I mean, yes. that aspect of it, that, like some creepers living in those fucking woods and has this little kid, like, I don't know, some kind of, I'm now I'm envisioning it as some kind of Detective story with the little kid like shitting into a bucket. <laughs> See, the sad part is that when you're in that parent's position right now, you're hoping that probably that that's what happened, and that maybe the kid's just like chained up, forced to shit into a bucket for a few days instead of like the alternative that he got his head bit off by a fucking bear or eaten by a wolf or something. Yeah, or in Japan, it could have been a samurai or a dragon could have gotten that kid. That's true. It probably was a dragon. You know, but the mom had a whole full sleeve of tattoos of the boy's face, so it's like he's still alive. Yeah, that's true. 
All right, I got to run, dude. We're well into the uh, the VIP section. I forgot to notify you about that because I'm not used to being the host. But really, my bladder my bladder is about to push up against other vital organs. I'm gonna have to release it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh no, you sounded like a wounded. Wounded Wolf. All right, Rufus, I will check you. You know what? We need to figure out something for the Tuesday night shows. We need to figure out a lot of stuff. We got the Bud Buddy coming up here in about two weeks. We're going to have the new product. So we're really going to be jumping on stuff as far as that goes because I'm getting into a lot of work-related stuff that I don't feel like doing. I'm hoping that I can circumvent, like, having to finish a bunch of pamphlets by, by launching the Bud Buddy and saying, okay, now I don't have to do that other shit anymore. Well, goddamn, amen. I'm, I'm going to help you out with that. All right, Rufus, I will talk to you next week. I'm going to play Beer's Food because I love the damn song. So uh, right. I will talk to you in a few days. Have a good one. I hope the storm it goes easy on you and yours. And here is Beer's Food. Uh, definitely a hit. Jimmy John's America's number one sandwich delivery fast. That's speaking. I'm on my way. I'm in the backyard here, Ed. Wow, you are fast. Yes, sir. Freaky fast and freaky good. But I gotta say, I've never delivered to a dude in a doghouse. Well, I'm definitely in the doghouse. I thought in the doghouse was just an expression, a figure of speech. Well, the doghouse is a very real place. How long are you condemned to your canine quarters? Too soon to tell, but on the bright side. The doghouse has a bright side. Yeah, the wife can't throw a lap this far. I guess she's been working out. Order Jimmy John's sandwich delivery today. Jimmy John's. Freaky fast. Freaky fresh. Jimmy John's America's number one sandwich delivery fast. That's speaking. I'm on my way. Backyard here, Ed. Wow, you are fast. Yes, sir. Freaky fast and freaky good. But I gotta say, I've never delivered to a dude in a doghouse. Well, I'm definitely in the doghouse. I thought in the doghouse was just an expression, a figure of speech. Well, the doghouse is a very real place. How long are you condemned to your canine quarters? Too soon to tell, but on the bright side. The doghouse has a bright side. Yeah, the wife can't throw a lap this far. Oh, I guess she's been working out. Order Jimmy John's sandwich. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.